0: ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law 18 the website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, many of our sighting accounts happen along the coastal regions of the UK, or within a mile or so of the beach, often in the country parks and nature reserves, where most of us humans walk in the day. At night, these areas are usually pretty depleted when it comes to human interference and may be a refuge for some of our cryptids, being reported almost weekly now in the UK. Now this first sighting account was taken by a research member of the BBR team and passed along to me, and it was a statement taken by Thomas John Goodfellow uh, in December of 2016. Now Keita and Jacqueline, who are friends of mine, contacted me tonight due to knowing what I do for the team. They contacted me as they had experienced something quite frightening when they were out earlier this evening walking with their two dogs along the seafront up near the Anderbury Creek area of Chapel St Leonard on the northeast coast of England. They had both decided earlier to walk a route they usually used and set out for an evening walk with the dogs. As it was dark due to the time of year and the small amount of street lighting they both had a lit torch in hand. Now Chapel St Leonard is a beach in Lincolnshire and it's located next to the resort town of the same name. One mile north of the main beach entrance is Chapel Point and that's a defensive structure built during the Second World War. It is a popular viewing point particularly for bird watchers. The area has a number of nature reserves that can be accessed directly from the beach. As the couple headed up the main ramp entrance to the seafront they were using the torches to light the way when they both suddenly stopped as the torchlight panned across the trees. They realised as the torches moved they lit up a large upright unrecognisable creature approximately 200 feet off in the distance to the right hand side of the couple. Now, the creature had clearly been moving back inland and was, would seem to have been caught out before it reached the tree line. It was running along the beach walkway trying to get back into the cover of the wood. There was no sound from the creature. You couldn't hear any growls or anything, said Kieran. The only distinctive facts was that it was stood upright, at approximately seven feet to seven and a half feet tall, with bright white eyes. Now Thomas wondered if this could be from the torch or of the reflection from the light, maybe. Now, after around 8 to 10 seconds, the creature moved off into the tree line and out of sight. The couple carried on walking away from the creature, quickly down onto the seafront walkway, when they started to hear loud sounds to the right of them, uh, off in the trees. Now, the noises sounded like wood hitting mud, an almost knocking sound. Without thinking, they both shined the lights back towards the sound and saw eyes staring back at them. The eyes were clearly visible, with no movement, just a consistent stare. Those eyes never left them, or blinked at any point. Now the young couple both became so scared by this point that they started to run away, each picking the dog up as they went. Now Keith looked back one last time to see if they were being followed, and he saw the same creature standing on the walkway behind them, less than 150 feet away. It was a dark, upright figure, all dark brown and black, with a pair of bright white eyes. And the skin was dark, but lighter around the face and hands. And at this point, they ran to the safety of home, locked the doors, and have been sat inside ever since. Thomas said, "They phoned me within half an hour of calming down a little, and I was able to speak to them at length about the whole event. Up until this point, they'd always not taken what I do with any merit," said Thomas. And I do understand this as it's a very new subject to most. I've not told them yet about the other encounters in the area. I just wanted them to tell me what happened in detail and get down any descriptions that they could supply. After I'd given this couple a chance to calm down and reflect on the encounter, I contacted them again as sometimes a second chat can pull out further details. But at this point they didn't really have anything more to add. But I could tell they were really nervous and wanted to know if these creatures ever attack. I explained that at no point did it try to approach them or harm them. It just made them scared enough to run away, said Thomas, and just by standing there and looking at them that was enough. Something must have driven it out of the tree line, and I think the couple caught it, unawares maybe. For all it is a coastal area, there is a nature reserve at Anderby Creek. And it's situated directly behind the trees the creature ran into. From there, he can travel very easily north, west or south to the other nature reserves and forested areas, said Thomas. Now, just a little ways up the coast from Chapel St. Leonard is an area called Salt Leach Marsh. And in 2004, that was an area of an, uh, a reporting of a very strange looking creature. And Salt Police is a coastal village in the East uh, Lindsay Districts of Lincolnshire and it's known for its seal colonies and the many wading bird species. This area is a refuge to many of our native species. Situated between the coast and the arable fields and the woods, this could be a vital area for resources for any visiting creature. Now, many years ago now, the witness said, I took, oh, many years ago, I took this report from the witness himself after a very strange encounter he and his sister had when they were walking on the marshes. I think I took this account in 2014, but it, he was, it actually happened in 2004, from what I can remember. It must have been about 10 years ago now. My sister and I were walking along the edge of the salt marsh at Salt Fleet in East Lincolnshire. It was in the winter again, And we were out with our two dogs, just letting them run off the lead along the marshes. I think the first account was in the winter, wasn't it? It gets pretty deserted down there, he said, and the area itself seems very bleak at times. There aren't many woodlands right on the edge of the beach. They're a little further inland. And right along the beachfront, there are a lot of thick, tall gorse bushes and tall grasses that the deer and rabbits live in. There are also some abandoned buildings scattered about. As we were walking along, we saw someone walking towards us in the distance, at first about 500 metres away, along the bottom of the dunes. We both watched as the figure got closer, as there was something strange about this person. And at this distance, the figure approached us looked like a big man, dressed all in white, with what looked like a reddish apron on his front. Now, for some reason, the gait on this figure was so strange, it made us both stop and watch. We both felt a bit cautious and wary of it for some unknown reason. Without verbalising it, we both decided to turn around and walk briskly back the way we'd come. We kept turning around and looking, but the person was moving very quickly and was easily gaining on us. We started to run, and both dogs were running with us. I honestly thought it would catch up with us. When it got to within about 200 metres of us, I could see It was not a person and it wasn't an apron. This was a creature with a very pale fur but with reddish-brown markings on a shaggy hair or fur across the chest. I didn't stop to look closer and we ran all the way home. And We've not been back to that area since and I haven't discussed it with anyone but my sister until I saw your sight. Now another coastal report is a Friston Woods creature. Uh, one November morning at approximately 2.30am, a man who drives for a living was on an m break along the coastal road close to Eastbourne. Now having parked his lorry in Friston Park, near to New Haven in Sussex, after a long drive, Mr Phil Heyman got out of the vehicle to stretch his legs. Now there was a red light from a nearby forestry machine, partially illuminating the area. As Mr Heyman was stretching his legs, he was amazed when he saw a dark, eight-foot figure which appeared at that time to be a man. Having had an army career Mr Heyman was able to use his knowledge of night vision techniques to evaluate the encounter. Startled by the incident he suddenly jumped back into the cab as the cab door slammed shut behind him and although shaken by the ordeal Mr Heyman still managed to grab his flashlight and look through the window of the cab only to see the figure running off into the forest. It couldn't have been a human being, as the skin would have shone in the light, he stated. There was a dull figure with no sheen to the skin, so it could possibly have been covered in hair, he said. The creature according to Mr. Hayden. You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this Management Concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses for Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call eight three three five. 5788466. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office In 2011, there was a very strange creature reported in the Humber Bridge area. And the witness states, a few miles from where I live is a local country park close to the coast. It's a lovely place with a wide range of different trees and plants and wildlife. People often picnic there and they take the children to play in the woodland playgrounds or simply to explore. It's next to the Humber Bridge that crosses the estuary, and for as long as anyone knows, it's always been nicknamed Little Switzerland by the locals because of the clay cliffs which are dotted around the place. Now, these cliffs mean that the park is on a multitude of different levels. Some are accessible via slopes and steps, but some are not. And it's on one of these inaccessible cliff tops where we were witness to something we could not and still cannot explain. Humber Nature Reserve is a 48-acre wood with open meadows, wildlife ponds and nature trails. And he went on to add, almost two years ago now, my girlfriend and I decided to take the afternoon trip to the country park as we'd been at university all morning and we just wanted to be outside for the remainder of the day. It was an unplanned trip, but we hoped to walk around the woods and have a late dinner at the country inn. We must have been walking around the park for about an hour or so, exploring the woods and identifying birds and just enjoying our surroundings. And We would re- reached a quarry situated in the middle of the park. This quarry had flooded a considerable amount of the area, so we walked further around it than we may have had to if it had not been flooded. I had previously visited the country park for a number of times and I remember seeing what looked like the remains of a huge old house on one of the largest cliff tops. I knew my girlfriend would find this as interesting as I did so I made an extra effort to try and find it. We eventually reached a gravel pathway at the foot of the highest cliff. There is no way up to the very top without climbing equipment, but as the pathway winded around the cliff's perimeter, it did enable us a perfect view of the above remains. And we decided to see if we could follow the path for a short while until it became too inaccessible. We must have only walked this path for about 10 minutes, if that. And then I saw what I'd been looking for. The old house was there, although quite in ruin by this point. The remains included an old brick wall at the very edge of the clifftop. And what looked like brick archways with raw iron bars and no windows. It does not really resemble a house anymore, but I have reason to believe it was at least part of the grounds, and I'll explain that later. I walked a few feet ahead of my girlfriend, so I could just point up to where these remains were, as they were pretty well hidden amidst the trees. I turned to look at my girlfriend for a split second, before looking back to where I was pointing, and it was then, in that moment, that I saw it exactly in line with where I was pointing, was something I can only describe as a creature. It was on a natural ledge created by the cliffside, just a few feet below the remains we had searched for. The ledge was overgrown with ivy and the odd tree here and there, and it was very green up there. And this made what I saw contrast with its surroundings quite considerably. It was a creamy peach in colour, And it looked like the shape of a head. But this head had no redeeming features at all. Although describing this now reminds me of how scared I was looking at it. It's the way that it moved which made my blood run cold. It seemed to be lying down, peering over the edge of the ledge that I described. It must have been looking at me. Because when I turned my head back to where I was pointing, it moved backwards into the overgrowth. It did not move like a human. It skulked back epitously. Like I said earlier, it was impossible to get up there without climbing equipment. And if anyone was up there, you would see them clearly despite the undergrowth, as the ledge was not that big. Also, if a person was hiding and peering over the edge, their facial features would have been more than visible. This did not have any, or at least it appeared not to have. Not to mention that most people would probably have moved in a clumsy manner and would have still been visible. Whatever was up there, it was not phased by seeing me. and It wasn't phased by me seeing it. It moved with confidence and with a slow movement. It faded away into the ivy. It looked like it may have been slightly bigger than a human being. Another reason why any facial features should have been visible from that distance. It was not a silhouette of anything or something explained easily. I could see it as clear as day and it is not an animal or anything I have ever seen before or that I could identify. Needless to say I asked my girlfriend if she would seen what I had but she had not. I hurried us both out of that place and this has left me startled. I did some digging into the ruins and there was a whole old house there with what people described as a resident who at some point was both a man and a woman who rarely left their home but would draw pictures and hang them on the gates. Now across the estuary from this account from the Umber Reservoir is another area of Colston Woods with a very strange tale told by a security guard who had an encounter to report. And that's the Preston thing sighting in the 1990s. And he says, In 1992, I took a security job for a short while at Cranswick Food in Preston on the northeast coast. And Cranswick Food was a meat packing company. My job was basically sitting in a gatehouse on the night shift and doing what most security guards do, watching TV and waiting for the night to be over. Now, the gatehouse I was in had large windows on all sides was a reasonably good field of vision. Nothing had ever really happened and I expected my other ships to be the same until one morning at about 2am. I'd just finished my ground patrol which meant I would walk the premises on a half hourly basis throughout the night. I'd just done another patrol and as I got sat down in the cab with a cup of tea I turned on the TV and I turned the lights out in the gatehouse as they made it hard to see outside due to the reflection of the windows. As I was about to turn the TV over to find something to watch, I saw a silhouette of a man looking through the front window of the cabin, looking at me. As I looked up, the silhouette had gone. I focused back on the TV, and the silhouette was there again. And this time, I saw it move away. My first thought that it was another security guard was messing about. As I stood up and started to walk to the window, I saw the silhouette again out of the corner of my eye this time. It was standing in front of me right in front of the window of the cabin. I turned my head to the side and saw a full figure looking back at me. It moved away to the right at a very unnatural speed, almost like the vampires do in the Hollywood films. And it just stood there at the rear window and it was there in an instant. I spun around and we looked at each other for no more than a second before it darted off again. This time it was done for good. I've never seen anything move as fast in my life, and I am clueless as to what it was, but I know for a fact it was not human. But it did have a human shape, if that makes any sense. I could not see any detail, only a blacked-out silhouette. I've looked on the internet for similar stories, but I've only ever came up with shadow entities and etc., And it was definitely not one of those. Now a newspaper report in Devon in 1996 stated, It was the summer of 1996 when people in the Torbay village of Churnstone, Devon, started to report seeing a Bigfoot-like beast in the dense, creepy woodland. What were these people experiencing? The newspaper asked. Was it a Bigfoot? Was it a hoax? Was it a mass hallucination? So we here at British Research hoped to find out and when we visited the area last year said Adam, now this was a number of years ago, but Adam actually um, went out to the area and tried to interview people and get any information and run down anything he could on this sighting. Now the sighting of the creatures lasted for around six weeks, so it wasn't just a one-off sighting. It was a number of people that saw this strange, what they described as an ape-like creature, In the Cherston Woods area, now Cherston Woods if you know it, is actually, there's a beach at Cherston Woods, it's right on the coast um, and it would be one area, I would imagine on that uh, bit of the coast where it would be an ideal hangout for anything that wanted to hang out there. It said up to 15 witnesses came forward with their sightings, the creature was described as being around 5 feet tall, it had brown hair covering its body and it was described as having a greenish face. Now, the witness stated that the hominid didn't have a tail, and the height of around by beak rules out that this was an escaped pet monkey. On two occasions, the beam was seen swinging from tree branches. So, what was this thing? Could Churston Woods really be hiding the British Bigfoot? Asked the papers. We have no reason to suspect that the witnesses were lying, and also rule out that they were seeing things. Why would random people all of a sudden start seeing a man-sized hairy hominid. But if there was a Bigfoot in Churston Woods, why has there been no sighting before 96, that's the newspaper. Were the witnesses before 96 who did not come forward out of fear of ridicule? I would imagine so. And you have to know where to report it to, don't you really, in all honesty. In 2016, a researcher visited Churston to see if anything might be forthcoming. But our search in the area brought up nothing of interest, unfortunately. We found no evidence of tree structures, snap branches or footprints. And Churston is a very large area of woodland. Is it large enough to hold even a small population of hominids, the newspaper said. Could this be an area only visited when a food source found in the area is available? Now that is a pretty decent um, theory, actually. Could be a food or any kind of resource that may only be in that wood for a six-week period. Now the area is situated leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chamba Casino always brings the fun play over 100 different games online for free from anywhere you could redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Between the coast and inland woods and we provide a multitude of options for any hungry forager. Or perhaps it's a corridor of sorts going to and from larger wooded areas. Now the honest answer is we don't know. But the fact is many rational people saw something there and felt it strange enough to report. Now the sighting is often called the and green face Monkey, if you want to have a look on um, Google for the newspaper reports. Now, whilst no more sightings of the Bigfoot have been reported, as far as we know, there was a strange encounter in 2006 when three friends who were camping experienced something that tormented them. They were camping at the nearby Seven Quarry, and all through the evening, the friends felt like they were being watched and felt very uneasy. Then, in the early hours of the morning, They heard heavy footsteps outside the tent and something hit or kicked the tent and then pressed heavily against it. And it was only when they pushed it back that the thing outside walked away. Oh, can you imagine that? It would have been absolutely terrifying. Now, the Undercliff in Dorset has a caveman sighting and that was actually reported to the newspapers as well. And the newspaper said a mystery caveman has been spotted in the woods along the coastal path. He was snapped by holidaymaker Mrs. Hamilton from the Mullabkin Tire. Mrs. Hamilton forty three had travelled to Lyme Regis on holiday with a friend and her greyhound Judy to look for fossils, and the group had gone to the undercliff area between Bay and Seaton, because they'd been told that it was like walking through a rainforest when the incident occurred. Miss Hamilton said it was a very weird experience, but I didn't feel threatened or scared at all. Judy, the greyhound, had run on her head, and normally greyhounds are very placid and don't bark, but she let out a high-pitched bark, like she'd been startled. We went to see what had happened and saw this man. I had my camera in my hand and ready and just took the picture. It was the dog's reaction that was strange. When I first saw him, it looked like he was doing Tai Chi or something, but I don't know, she added. It looked like he was deliberately dressed up like a caveman. He definitely seemed to know what he was doing. The man then disappeared into the undergrowth and Mrs. Hamilton said, I just thought he was a hippie type in the woods, but I would love to know. Well, let me just get that. I would love to know if anyone else has seen him. And I'm just like enlarging the photograph now so people can see it. Anyone listening to this on a podcast, it will be the photograph that's been used as the podcast image. Um, and as you can see, that is quite a strange figure. Um... And this report is online. If you just look up the Dorset Caveman, the newspaper report will come up. uh, Why Man of Lime Regis is another title it's under. Um, She also went on to say, I didn't get any bad vibes. I feel vulnerable. He was just minding his own business. And the newspaper wanted to know, have you seen this man or know who he is? Now, the dark figure of Ware and Forest brings us all the way up to November of 2016. Now, in 2016, as you can remember, 2015, it was probably around the time that Finding Bigfoot became popular in the UK. And it's when we started hearing people saying that they saw what they thought was a Bigfoot creature, or that they'd seen a creature and they then watched the programme and realised that what they'd seen was very similar to the creature in Finding Bigfoot. So we started just to become a little bit of a household name. So Wareham is a forested and coastal area in the area of Poole in Dorset, and it's not that far from the Caveman report. And in November of 2016, this report came into BBR. I'm interested in the Finding Bigfoot show, and just for a lark, I did a long call, Boy style, uh, the long Ohio call, is, um, is, and it echoed really far. But to our shock, come within a minute or so of me doing this, this yell, we saw a dark figure in the bracken about 60 yards away. As fast as it appeared, it vanished. It freaked us both out, and we are still shocked. How did it hide or get away that quickly? We were at the high point on top of the hill, and as we were walking down, heading to the main trail, and that's when I decided to try and do the call, because there was nobody around except us. I did not expect a reaction to the call, but it echoed a lot through the valley. And within a minute of that call, just as we were on the main path, that we noticed this dark figure heading towards us. It was about 60 yards into the thick bracken, and it was using the brush as cover. I could not make out clearly what it was, and it did not look like a human, but it had the same shape. It didn't see any clothing, just one, all dark figure. I'd say it was at least six feet tall, and just so dark. It had broad shoulders, and I didn't really know what to make of it. As I glanced again, it disappeared. And I do not know of large cat attacks. Uh, um, I do know of large cats and big cats attacking livestock and reports of carcasses in the area, but this was not cat like or on all fours. It was standing, and it walked away upright on two legs. Now, one local newspaper asked for information after a woman reported a Bigfoot-type creature on the Sussex Downs, and that will be the second image on the image for the podcast. Now, a dog walker tells of the close encounter with the hairy ape-man who ran past her deep in the woods. The dog walker told last night how she came face-to-face with a hairy ape-man on the Sussex Downs. Caroline Toms, 34, took this grainy photo of a huge Bigfoot She claims ran past her in the woods. She was confronted by a terrifying beast, covered in head-to-toe in thick black fur and crouching upright like a man as she walked her border collie Ash. Now the building society worker said, it all happened so fast. Ash started acting a little bit amused and barking and then she shot up into the undergrowth and I saw this big black thing flash out in front of me. I only had my camera out because I was taking pictures of Ash playing. She came running back quite quickly as a flash. I don't know what it was, but when I had a closer look at the pictures, it certainly does seem to look like a big foot to me. I'm just enlarging it for anybody who's watching this on video. Um, As you can see, the creature there. And this is also in the newspapers if you want to look at it. Now, this encounter happened at Angmering Park Estate in Arundel west sussex so i would just google um woman sees bigfoot in west sussex and it will pop up and you'll be able to get a better look at the uh, the images another photograph that will follow this one um in the podcast image is the hassocks hairy face at the window uh, may 2017 actually no it's the next uh, account along sorry um you'll understand where the confusion comes in it's people camping. Um, Now the account was emailed to Adam Bird and he was kindly passed the details along to me and with the witness's permission she was happy for me to share it with you all. I want to share with you an experience I had made last year while I was holidaying in Brighton. We were sleeping in our caravan in Coleman's Caravan Park in Hassocks. Everything went well and on a Tuesday which was the second night of our holiday, We decided to have an early night and we went to bed and had settled down for about half an hour when I heard this strange ruffling sound outside the caravan. The campground was quite small and private and we were sleeping with the curtains open. When I opened my eyes to see what was making the noise, I got a shock. As I looked to the window, is when I saw this thing looking into the ban at us. It was not doing anything, but it was just there looking in at the window and watching us in bed. It shocked me so I turned and I walked my husband up. I would describe what I saw as pretty tall. Its head reached the top of the caravan window. Its face was pressed up against the glass and the figure was hairy. My husband sat up and lit his lighter and for a few brief seconds we got a good clear look at it. His shoulders were broad and its face was ugly. It had a full beard but thin hair on top of its head and it was showing its teeth. The teeth, well, they were like a dog's teeth. I was so scared. Luckily, as soon as my husband lit the lighter and illuminated the thing, it ran off. I was trying to reason what or who it could have been. I don't know if it was just someone homeless, but it just didn't seem human to me. It looked like half an animal. I saw your video on Yellowham Hill and I thought I would contact you. It could have been one of them bigfoot things you talk about. I'm very open-minded but sceptical. Now, the Hemfield Humanoid thing is one of my favourite encounters. Being a young girl, when it happened to me, you do actually remember everything about the moment, what you were wearing and everything that's imprinted in your mind forever. And this lady was, um, I really did enjoy talking to her. It was in September 1990 when it happened, she said, and I was around 16 years old then. And it was the party a birthday party the mother of my best friend. They were caravanners who camped often and they'd obtained use of a field behind a pub to put up tents and caravans and barbecues, etc, for the weekend. Now, this pub had quite a large beer garden, so the field would have been quite away behind the pub, very near the River Adore. My parents were also attending the party. But I was actually staying the night with my friend in an awning attached to her parents' caravan. I will admit, we did consume some alcohol, underage obviously earlier on in the evening but it was lemonade mostly and by the time the incident happened i was completely sober i have an exceptional remember for very small details and i can remember the evening very well even down to the white cut-off jeans i was wearing that were from gap in brighton and also a flowery shirt that i'd got caught on some brambles in a ditch and ripped the back open After my friend and I had settled down for the night, we were giggling and talking as girls do, and we heard some commotion outside the awning. We heard a few twigs and things falling down on the canvas tent roof. It was a bit scary, and it was a bit late and very dark. We then heard an animalistic growling sort of noise, and a large stump, and a sort of squeak. It sounded like a small animal being thrown at the roof. And immediately afterwards, and she says, bear with me on this one, I thought of that episode of Blackadder the Third, with Amy, the female highwayman type, who hates squirrels and shoots one out of a tree, and it squeaks as it falls. I even joked and said to my friend, that sounded like a squirrel hitting the roof. When I looked outside, I saw someone, something, standing up a tree with its arms above its head. It was very dark, very broad, with a humanoid shape and I could just see one continual colour of darkness. I couldn't see clothing, no visible eyes or facial features, etc. Just the outline of a broad-shouldered human-shaped thing up a tree. Now I'm short-sighted, though, so would not have been able to see details like hair anyway. I just remember it being very dark in colour, and it emitted a sort of guttural sound that sounded like to rhyme with her. There were own were other people camping in the field and it could have been someone maybe playing a joke, but it really didn't look like a normal person to me. I was terrified and immediately stuck my head back into the awning. When he eventually grabbed my glasses so that I could have a proper look, it was gone. I didn't hear it get down and go. For me to be able to see it without my glasses must have meant it was pretty big and relatively near, but distance is not my far I'm afraid. My friend asked what it was, but this is where my memory fails me, which is unusual for me, as I cannot remember whether she looked too, she looked too, or relied on my description. I think we both went to sleep thinking we were dreaming, but when we woke, we both remembered it clearly. We do still talk about it from time to time, and she often says... Do you remember when that funny thing threw a squirrel at the roof at my mum's? And it's something I thought about as the years had gone on. And to be honest, until I saw your site, I didn't realise other people had seen them too. I just wish I'd gotten a better look at its face. But maybe to a young girl, it's a blessing in disguise that I didn't. Now, Adam did an area check. Um, and on doing the check, he said, I realised that although this was a pub, It wasn't your usual local. It's set on a country road close to the coast, and it has many overgrown hedgerows, fields and woods behind it. And it's quite an empty area and could easily be used, moving between the coast and the South Downs National Park. There are also four audio accounts of howls, growls and screams in this area. Now next is a very strange tale called The Leithman of Sussex, and this happened in 1984. In the gentleman Days, I've always been intrigued by creepy stories and their power to embed themselves into a local community. Growing up in the 80s, I was obsessed with tales concerning local bogeymen. And one such yarn, which often spooked me, was known as the Leaf Man. Such a monster was said to haunt an undisclosed section of woodland not far from Hallisham. Um Halesham I think that is although reports of the creature seem mostly vague however one eyewitness told me a few years ago this following story I'd been with three friends at the time and it must have been around 1984 during a time when it was normal for us kids to be out playing in the woods as long as we were home by a certain time I think at the time we were playing not too far from what people know as Falkington Wood it was around dusk And we were all lighting a campfire. And suddenly, from the shadows, and like in all good horror movies, we heard the snap of a twig. We all sensed that we were being watched. But as teenagers, we were brazen and goaded what was lurking in those bushes to come out and fight. We all armed ourselves with sticks and stones, only to have our um, eyes met by a horrifying sight. Out from the shadows came a tall, spindly creature covered in hair which in turn was massed with leaves. The creature gave off a horrid stench and through its entangled hair we could see two burning eyes. As I am sure you can imagine we were all terrified and so we fled, never once looking behind us to see if the monster was in pursuit. Of course no one believed our story but as we got older and most of us except one remained friends. We often spoke about the creature we named, the Leaf Man. People often ask, where uh, were we the victim of a hoax? Memories can be hazy, but this thing seemed real, and more than just a man in a suit. Oddly I have another report of a so-called Leaf Man, but from Kent, and again it involved a group of youths playing in an area we encountered such a manifestation. Some believed, however, that this creature was in fact a ghost of a soldier, adorned in camouflage, enabling him in life to conceal himself amongst the foliage. You always throw the ghost thing in, don't you, the spirit? Now, uh, the photograph I mentioned earlier, that I got mixed up, is called the Carph photograph, and it was taken in Easter of 2013. And I received a message from a lovely lady, and she had a strange experience to report, when she visited her relatives in one of our coastal woodlands in Dorset, and she said, "I've had this picture on my phone since Easter of twenty thirteen, when I went to Dorset to visit with family. We were staying in a log cabin in the forest close to Carne. I thought about it on and off since I saw this photograph in the holiday shots when I got home. As I'm a keen believer in the Welshman or Bigfoot accounts from across the world, I never really thought about them being in this country, and much more recently." On hearing of other people's experiences. And I pondered as to what this could be on the photograph from that time in the woods four years ago. My son and my younger cousin had been playing in the woods surrounding the cabins as kids do. And for a couple of days they were dancing in and out just being mischievous as they were young at the time. They were having fun and enjoying the time. One afternoon while playing in the woods they both ran back scared saying that something was in the woods and it had scared them. But they never really said what had frightened them or how it had frightened them, just that they didn't want to go and play there again that day. I went into the woods alone with my daughter the following morning, not really thinking about anything, about their experience. And at that point, it wasn't really on my mind. But as we were exploring and walking around, I did start to feel like I was being watched, to be honest, and it was quite unnerving. I took several photos of the woods, and it was outstanding. And because it was a really old, ancient woodland and quite beautiful, it was only on returning home and looking through the photographs that I noticed the black figure, and it has puzzled me ever since. I've asked my son on a number of occasions what had scared him, and his cousin out in the woods that day. He's now 18, and he's just a bit blase about the whole thing, and he didn't really go into any detail. I've just in the largest photograph, why you? So you can have a better look at it. And what she's talking about is this dark shape here um and i still have the original if anyone wants to do a little bit of analysis on it i'm trying to make it But as you can see as you the more you enlarge it starts to um fade out but there is definitely something there um and obviously as she'd left the area it's not there's no point now asking us to go back and take a comparison picture six seven years ago um but yeah it's a strange looking for, so. Now the area this account comes from is from a beautiful part of the UK and with other sighting accounts around it and many differing habitats between coast and woods and it's not quite out of the realms of possibility that something is hiding here and would I like to thank the lady in question of course I would not only for sharing with us but sharing her family photographs with us in the hopes that someone can identify just what that dark shape in the picture is. Now, I've always wondered if the coastal sightings and the accounts that we find there may have occurred by the creature being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Now, the coast offers a multitude of food options, with every seaweed here in the UK being edible and their massive amount of forage to be had along the coast. Now, early man and many modern humans even today use the coast as a large source of the food. food supply and it's not just fish you've got all the mussels the um cockles uh clams there's just so much to eat on the coast it's unbelievable crabs um and everything else really it's just a smorgasbord now it could even be that something as simple as salt now every mammal and creature on the planet needs salt in the diet And we humans have adored the flavour and used salt to preserve food for centuries, so much so that the head of the household was sat closest to the salt, hence the saying, a a man that's worth his salt. Having to move with a winter tide may have brought this creature out at a time it would normally be hidden away. Awaiting all humans to leave from the beach It's gone dark, it's not expecting humans around It starts looking for clams If I was telling you that in Alaska or Washington State You would have no qualms whatsoever And would probably say, oh that's Sasquatch behaviour Along comes the unsuspecting um, human With either a head torch on or a torch in the hand And the, t- the creature gets caught out without even realising it Now, if left to their... If they'd left the torches at home that day, they may never have noticed him in the first place. And this report, and the reports that I've given you today, would never have taken place at all. So let's have a look at some of the other coastal accounts we have here in the UK. Um And there were so many of them that I'm going to have to bring them to you in the next episode. Because when I was working on this one today, I realised... Not only do we have the bigfoot and creature reports very close to the coast, but there are also dogman reports that are in very, very similar. So, next time, I will bring you some of those accounts that occur along the estuaries where the creatures are reported as dog-like or wolf-like in appearance. And we visit the areas of the sightings as they move further inland to the mountains, bringing these creatures even closer to our homes. So until next time, thank you very much for joining me. Good night. The leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. were provided by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.